time, and uh, but I just want to introduce to you a very, very dear friend of mine, Pastor Friend, and I want him to come, and I want you to give a new life welcome to Pastor Ben Okello from Kenya, Homa Bay. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Please have your seats. Amen. I'm so thankful and so grateful to see the man of God and all of you in the service tonight. It has just touched my heart so much. Amen. I just thought this is Sunday service. <laughs> so could you please give a hand to yourself? <laughs> for coming. Thank you so much, Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Angela, for inviting me and allowing me to stand on your pulpit. I want to bless God for Pastor Friday and Mama, all the way from Nigeria. God bless you so much. And every one of you, God bless you. <laughs> Amen. I've written three books. The first book is The Seed of Greatness. Uh, igniting genuine passion for greatness in life. And uh, uh, I wrote the second book forwarded with, uh, by my twin brother, Stephen McKay, The Dream Carriers. And, uh, and then the latest book is called The Spirit of Conquest, forwarded by my brother from another mother, Pastor Gerald Jenkins. <laughs> So you can grab your copy, it's $10 each, and God will bless you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, what I want to teach us tonight is a two-pack series. And so I'll begin tonight, and then I will end on Sunday. And then Sunday, I can, we can lay our hands and pray for you. But I will prophesy over two or three people according to what the Lord has given to me. So I will come to you after I've preached and then I prophesy to you and declare the word of the Lord over this ministry. I'm Ben Okello. I'm married to Christine. I have three children. My youngest was born after 10 years. He's called Randall Bloom. And, um, and I have another uh, other 10 adopted children. So I have 13 children in total. And I'm a pastor in a lakeside town of Homa Bay in Kenya. Kenya is in the east coast of Africa. That's where I come from. And uh, I've been min ministering for over 20 years as a pastor there and traveling over the nations as an apostle of God, uh, bringing the word of the Lord uh, across the continent of Africa and uh, the rest of the world. So I'm so glad to be here tonight. And I know that God is gone, going to bless your life for sure. Amen. Amen. I, 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 I like putting the scriptures on the, on the screens. I don't know if you can. If not, then, yes, my brother, can you do that? Yes, and you are one of the people I'm going to prophesy over. <laughs> yes. Give Jesus a good and clap. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll teach on something called, give me this mountain. Amen. 
Let's bow down and pray. Father, I thank you because of this word that you gave me. You spoke to me that speak to my people. I'm about to give them access. Mountains. High places. Of the entire state of California. From here, a great revival that is breaking forth in this part of the world. Men and women that are going to run and not get weary. They will walk and not faint. Full of the Holy Spirit. Like mighty men that cannot break ranks. They climb over the walls. For with you we are able to break the ranks. Troops. Oh Lord. The mighty God of Israel. Yahweh. El Israel, let your word penetrate into every heart that in the name that is above every other name, this word will go forth like rivers of fire, setting every captive loose, healing every sicknesses and every disease, and not sending forth men and women that are going to take territories for you, Jesus. We love you. We bless you. We honor you. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. Amen. Give Jesus a good and clap of praise and glory somewhere. Amen. Amen. Give me this mountain. I want us to read from the book of Joshua chapter 13 and verse 1 and then we're going to go to Joshua chapter 14 and we'll jump to verse 7. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Oh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Thank you Jesus. Joshua chapter 13 Verse 1, you're going to see something. Please put it on the screen. But I will read as he's doing that. When Joshua was old, in fact, in NIV, it begins with Joshua. When Joshua was old and well advanced in age. But King James said, now Joshua was old. I like that. Now Joshua was old and stricken in age. Then the Lord said unto him, Thou art old and stricken in age, but there remaineth much land to be possessed. Now, this is interesting. Imagine God coming to a man to speak to a man Reminding him of his age. That's really amazing. That's what strikes my mind. How can God Almighty come down to a man? To speak to a man? You're old. You're old. 
And, and it doesn't stop from there. He said, you are old and stricken in age. I think it should be. It should be a man coming to a man and saying, I can see you are old. What an irony for God Almighty to come to a man to say, you are old and stricken in age. That is what struck my mind. It means there is something that God looked into and he said, now I have to come down and remind this man that although he's becoming old and stricken in age, there is something that I need to remind him about that is lacking. And so I have to come down and speak to him. He said, you are old and stricken in age. But there are much land to be possessed. I can flip, flop it. I can, I, can, I can turn it around and say, God is coming to Joshua and telling Joshua, I can see you have allowed yourself to grow old and weak. Follow me closely. I can see you have allowed yourself to grow old. How, how do I know this? The Bible declares in the book of Deuteronomy that Moses was old and stricken in age, but his eyes were still sharp and he was strong. So even as Moses was growing old, he refused to be old. Come on, do like this for me. Come on, tell your neighbor, I am growing stronger in the Lord. Come on, come on, tell someone, I'm growing stronger in the Lord. Sometimes, when people have stayed in church for a long time, they seems to be growing old in the things of God until they miss God. I, I become so used to the things of God until now I cannot tap into the current that is flowing in the sanctuary. Tell your neighbor, I refuse to grow old in the things of God. No wonder the scripture says, his mercies are new every morning. And he instructed them and told them, follow me closely, we are going somewhere. He instructed them and told them, you will only gather what is enough for you each day. Because if you tend to gather more, then what happens is it will rot and it will decay. How many of us have been in church now rotting and are decaying? Lift up your right hand and say, Lord, I need a fresh oil. So God was talking to Joshua and told Joshua, I can see you are old and stricken in age. 
But there are much land to be possessed. I come as a voice this night to declare to somebody, although you have reached this far, but this is not the far that God intended for your life. There are much more. Come on, there are much more. Hallelujah. There are much more. You know, each day, when I wake up in the morning, I tell God, oh yes, you've helped me to preach over 40 countries of the world. And I thank God, I preach in Europe, I preach in Asia, I preach in America, I preach in Africa. But 42 countries are not the whole countries of the world. There are much more countries that you and me need to reach out for God. Come on, give Jesus a good hand clap and let there be glory in this building. Hallelujah. There are much more. Much more. When we drive and when you drive across this city of Al Haba, I don't know how it is called. La Haba or Al Haba, I don't know. La Haba. Hey, hey, hey. When you drive through the street of Lahama, how many people do you see? How many cars do you meet? Thousands and thousands. And where are they this night? That is what will make us cry for God and say, Lord, we need more. I said, we need more. Hallelujah. It's a crazy African preacher. So you will, you will bear with me with my craziness for some times. I'm only crazy for Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We need more. We need more. It is not enough. We thank God he has given us this hall. But he can give us the next hall. He can give us the next building. He can give us the next building. And he can give us and he can keep on expanding and expanding and expanding. Because with God nothing is impossible. Yes, he has blessed you with that job. But there is much more. He can do it. That's why every day when we come to a service, we are not contented. We are not contented. More of you, more of your presence, more of your grace, more of your anointing. Every single day we cry out more, more, more. Jesus, more. He said, I can see. You have relaxed. Remember, out of 12 spies, there were two men that qualified. But out of two men, there is one that qualified more. Okay? So we can be so many in church, and that's good. We can be so many singers in the church, 
perfect. We can be so many preachers in church. Well done. But that one doesn't mean that all of us, we are yoked together. We can break the yoke. You can be better than the rest. You can do better than all of us. In class, even if we are 50 people, there must be one that is number one. And you have to strive that you become number one in the kingdom of God. Praise God. When it comes to prayer, number one. When it comes to giving, number one. When it comes to raising your hand, number one. When it comes to crying to God, number one. Something more. Praise God. So, 12. Good. Out of 12, two. Out of two, one. And tonight, I'll be talking about this one. And on Sunday, I will crown it. And I will show you why this one. So let's go to Joshua chapter 14. Verse 6. Joshua 14. We, are, we were from Joshua chapter 13, right? Now we go to Joshua. Now, God came to Joshua in chapter 13. Are we together there? It is God who came. But in chapter 14, even though God came to Joshua, he was still sleeping. He was still sleeping. So God had to steer up some people to go and wake him up, which he refused to be woken up. Are we here? Tonight, are we here? Yeah. God himself came to Joshua and said, Joshua, I can see you are old and stricken in age, but there are much lands to be possessed. Joshua still went back to sleep. Now, the following verse, God is steering people, some people, to come to Joshua. And I believe with the whole of my heart, Together with the men of God, because I'm not higher than them. Together with all of us who are men of God, interceding and praying, God has been speaking to you through and through, but now is sending a man to steer your spirit. Maybe he has spoken to you through dreams. He has spoken through to you through a prophetic word. He has spoken to you maybe through a prophet or through, through reading of the word. And you kept on sleeping. Now, he has sent a man to come and stir up your spirit. I wish that I would only speak to only one man, one woman, who will say to himself, to herself, enough is enough. I have to rise up in the spirit and take my mountain. I have to rise up in the spirit. Hey! I have to rise up in the spirit. Hey! If somebody or some other people are sleeping, but as for me, I have arisen in the spirit like a lion. I'm taking my mountain. My mountain. Taking my mountain. So the Lord 
sent some people. The Bible said, now the men of Judah approached Joshua at Gilgal. Gilgal is a place of circumcision. When you reach Gilgal, you have to shed off the old. You have to deal with the old and say, now where I've reached, it is enough with the old mentality, old thinking, old culture, old, old, old doing of things. We used to do it like this. But now we have come to Gilgal. Gilgal is a place of shedding off the old. Everything that worked before cannot work now because we have come to Gilgal. And you have to sit properly because it is not easy when you arrive at Gilgal. Every time you arrive at Gilgal, you must incur some pain because you have to sit properly and it involves your flesh. Because your foreskin must be cut off in Gilgal. So, so many people don't want to come to Gilgal. Because Gilgal is not a place of comfort. Gilgal is not a place of patting some back and say, oh baby, it shall be well. Baby, we are, no, 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 my sister, my brother. No, when you come to Gilgal, you must be willing to sacrifice your comfort. You have to be willing to sacrifice those things that soothe you, that made you happy. You have to abandon them because you have come to Gilgal. It's a place of circumcision. So Joshua arrived in Gilgal and he was sleeping. So what happened? God stirred up some men of Judah. And you know what Judah is? Judah is praise. And they came to Joshua. And among them was a man called Caleb. The son of Jephunneh. Caleb. 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 <laughs> when I go to heaven, that is the man I want to see. Caleb. Praise God. Caleb. I've, I've said this several times. Everywhere I preach, I tell them. I just want to go and see Caleb. I'm in love with Caleb. In fact, when I approach the heaven's gate, I will ask the angel leading me to my house. I say, please, before I come to my house, take me to Caleb's house. I want to greet this man. <laughs> Oh, praise God. Caleb was among them. <laughs> now listen to what Caleb said. You know what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, at Kadesh Menea about you and me. You know. You know that when we went out to spy the land, you and me, we came back with good report. And then it provoked the word of the Lord to come forth from his servant Moses. And do you know what he said concerning you and me? Now previously we have seen God himself came and said, Joshua, I can see you are old and stricken in age. You have allowed yourself to sleep. But there are much more land. Now Joshua decided to go on with his sleep. Now God has steered up the men of Judah together with a man called Caleb. 
And they came to Joshua now, and they are reminding Joshua. They say, Joshua, you know what the Lord spoke concerning you and me when we were in Kadesh Benea. You know what happened. And I know. This is not in the scripture, but I know. I know how people react when you tell them what God told them many years. Yeah. I know. In fact, when we used to, when we began this church, when we were two, three people with the pastor, we used to pray five hours. Now, what has happened now? You're not praying five hours. They can give you stories of how they began. When you know we got three people. In fact, I gave all my money to the church. Man, what has happened? Now you are not giving. Why? And you have not arrived. Do you realize that people who began the church are the ones now coming late in the service? In fact, when you ask them, brother, why are you coming late? Hey, we have prayed a long time. We are the one who used to pray. This church you see, we are the ones who prayed until the church is like this. They can tell you stories. Some people used to give in the church. They were number one when it comes to giving. What has happened? Now when people are giving, they're looking at people like that. And then they say, I can't give my money to, to pastor to eat. I can't give my money. I've really taken my money. I've given my money a lot. Let other people give. You see, Joshua began to give stories. Oh, Caleb, I know. I remember. But see, I'm old. I can't do anything. See, I'm tired. And I think Joshua began to discourage Caleb. He said, I, I think you are also tired. Caleb, why are you why are you worried? Let's eat, let's enjoy. And Caleb said, no, we can't eat, we can't enjoy because this is not what God promised us. God didn't promise us hills. He promised us a mountain. Give Jesus a good hand. That job that is making you comfortable, that is not the end of it. That is not what God promised you. You see some people say to me, Pastor, you know since I got married, I've become too busy. I've become too busy with my children, you know. Pastor, you understand. Now your, your children are older. But you know we, for us, you know, I didn't sleep the whole night. Pastor, these days we are so busy. At the place of work, we are so busy. The Lord has increased us. We are so busy. Just, just understand. Just understand. Understand. In fact, they even add the scripture on top of it and say, I'm with you in the spirit. God didn't say, you be with us in the spirit. God didn't even say, be with us online. You cannot clap because that is a, a, a bombshell. Let's clap to Jesus now. <laughs> Brother, sister, 
I was with you online. It was so powerful. No. It is, it is not written that way. He said, do not forsake the gathering of brothers, of the saints like others have done. It is not as powerful as it is when you are present in the house compared to how you, when you watch it on Facebook. No, no brother, you have to be present in the presence of God. Come on, give Jesus a good and clap of praise and glory. Hallelujah. So he began to speak. And Caleb, something was tearing in the heart of Caleb. What is this? As Joshua was arguing and giving stories and giving excuses and lame excuses and all the lies and all the reason, something was tearing in the heart of Caleb. <sighs> no, this is not what the Lord promised us. Oh my God, time will not allow me. Hey. No, no. Now he began to explain. I brought him report back according to what was in my conviction. And I will teach about that in, on Sunday. And my brothers went up with me, made the heart of people fear, or however I followed the Lord, my God, wholeheartedly. That day, when the Lord the land on which your feet have walked will be your inheritance and that of your children forever because you have followed the Lord. Now verse 10. Now then, just as the Lord promised, he has kept me alive for 45 years. Now listen. I was 40 years when the Lord spoke. But he has kept me for 45 years. Now he's talking to Joshua. He said, I can see you are old and stricken in age. But the, when the word came, we were at the same level. Same age as me. You are not as old as I am. I'm not older than you. The word of the Lord came to both of us. That time we were 40, 40 years old. But now we are 45 years after. So in total, I am 85 years old. So you cannot claim that you are older than me. You cannot claim it. Amen. I was telling the pastor, the pastor that taught me prayer, that time he was teaching me prayer was 62 years. 62 years. And he told me, young man, follow me. I followed him on the mountain. Let's go. I would climb the mountain and feel some joint pain. And the old man was climbing. I, I, I will show the pastor the mountain we pray on the caves. That first day, we prayed. The old man prayed. I'm not telling you to do that. But I'm telling you to do it. I prayed there was no prayer left for me to pray. The second day, the third day, I said, now I cannot do this. So I came back home. 
he remained on the mountain for one week. The following, after one month, two months, I told you, he took me back said, come, we are going back. A time came, I began to ask myself, is this old man sick? Why is he too much in pray, prayer? Because we were told you only pray too much when you have problems. We were never told that prayer is communicating with God. Just like you cannot live with your wife and stop speaking, you cannot live on earth without speaking to God. So prayer is not all about asking, God, give me, give me, give me. Prayer is communicating with God, knowing the mind of God as God is knowing your mind. We, 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 we don't only benefit when we pray because of what God is giving to us. But a lot is what is coming out of our lives. Because when you pray, there are some things that live your life. Anger will live your life. Lust will live your life. Lies will live your life. Oh, gossip will live your life when you pray. So we went on and prayed until I became a prayer warrior. I have a confidence and the confidence is not in me. The confidence I have is in the Lord Jesus that this old man trained me how to pray. And prayer and prayer and prayer and as I kept on praying, something has left my life and something has been added to my life. So I don't come for prayer because I need something from God. I, I commune with God. I pray with God. I am not crying because I'm running, uh, running short of something. I'm crying because, oh, how awesome, how powerful is your name. How glorious is your name. I don't run to the altar because I need something from God. No, I run to the altar because I want to come close to where he is. So Caleb is saying, I was 40 years, just like you are 40 years. But that word keeps on ringing into my mind. I don't need God to come down and remind me. Because God didn't speak to Caleb. God didn't come down to remind Caleb. No. Sometimes you don't need a prophecy. Sometimes you don't need a word of knowledge. You only need the presence of God to go with you. So Lord, we are not settling for the less mountains. So Caleb said to Joshua, listen, give me permission. Why? Because Joshua understood authority. If you want to win spiritual war, you must be under authority. Don't just wake up and do your own things. Uh, uh, like, the, like the generation we are in now. A generation where somebody just, they don't care about pastoral care. They don't care to even submit their life to pastors. They are pastors to themselves. The Lord spoke to Caleb. But he understood the authority. Because God cannot go against his authority. And the authority that God has placed over this church, new life, is Pastor Jonathan. That is the authority. So when I go to pray, I have to tell Pastor Jonathan I'm going for prayer. When I'm leaving, 
maybe going to a vacation. I don't just leave and, and go to vacation. And then and, and, and Pastor, jo uh, Pastor Jonathan is calling me, hey, where are you, Camilas? Oh, Pastor, you don't know. I went, I, went, I went in the holiday for Hawaii. No! Before even you plan going to those holidays, you tell the man of God, man of God, I'm planning to go for vacation. Pray with me. The curse that is on the earth today is the curse of independence. The Bible said in the book of Malachi chapter 4 verse 12, he said when Elijah comes, he will restore the relationship between the fathers and the sons and sons to the fathers. Remember, the book of Malachi is the end of the New Testament. At it, it ends with the same statement. But after many years in the book of Matthew, it begins with now Jesus the son so and so. It ended with fathers, sons, and it begins with fathers and sons. That's why Matthew wrote the genealogy of Jesus. You cannot be independent if you want to possess your mountain. You cannot be independent. You need a spiritual cover. You need a spiritual protection. Jesus I know. Paul I know. But who are you? The sons of Sceva. Jesus I know. Paul I know. But who are you? Oh. I also, I also know God. I also pray. I also know God. You can't tell me what I'm doing. You can't, you can't tell me what I'm going to do. You, you, you can't direct me. I, I know what I'm doing. Yes, you know what you are doing. But the divine pattern of God is that everyone be under authority. Be under authority. So Caleb went to Joshua. Because Joshua was the authority. The mantle fell on Joshua, not Caleb. Although they were two brothers. They were the same. In fact, historians are saying Caleb and Joshua were cousins. The, the father of Caleb and the father of Joshua one. Brothers. But Joshua understood what is authority. He came and submitted himself to the authority. He said, give me permission. Why? Because I am strong. Just like I was when the word came. I have refused to grow old. I am 85 years. I refuse to die. <laughs> Come on. I refuse to die. I refuse to die. I'm 85 years, but I'm still strong. If it is prayer, I will come for prayer. If it is giving, I will come to, for giving. If it is evangelism, I will keep on. If it is going to strip us bar, however how old I am, I will still go out. I will go out for evangelism. I will go out in the hospitals. I will reach out for the gospel of our Lord Jesus. Yes, I am a graduate. But I will still go out. 
Yes, God has given me riches and wealth. I will still go out. Yes, I have been promoted as a CEO of another company because there are some people here that God will promote you to become CEOs of companies. It is coming soon because that is your mountain. Some of us, God will help you to graduate to the highest levels of life. That is our heritage. But as long and as much as God has elevated you, you will still be humble to lay down before God and say, God, I am nothing without you. I'm nothing without you. I have money, yes. But you are more than riches. You are more than gold. You are more than silver. You are more than my education. You are more than my connection. You are more than what I know. Jesus, you are all in all. And I will still bow at your feet. Give me this mountain. Give me this mountain. Give me this mountain. I am still strong. When the word of the Lord came. When the word of the Lord came. I'm still strong. I'm still strong to go out. And come back. And he said don't give me useless small demons. Give me giants. I'm going for HIV and AIDS patients. I'm going for cancer patients. I'm going for the dead. I'm going to the streets where there are strippers, homosexuals. I will go there and I will bring the word of the Lord. I will not sit at the comfort of my house. I will go out. Hey, give me the mountain. Give me the mountain. Give me the mountain. Taking territories for our God. Taking streets for our God. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of Jesus. Power of God unto salvation. This is what Paul said. I am persuaded that he that has begun a good work in me is faithful to bring it to accomplishment. He has begun a good work in this church, new life. Jesus will bring it to pass. But we have to arise in the spirit and say, give us Alahaba. Give us. It's a man of God in Ireland. Ireland. She's, he, he wanted the attention kept on shouting about the name of Jesus and nobody had him. And he said, I know what I'm going to do. It was during winter. He stood on the tombs in the middle of Ireland. And the ice was falling. And he was shouting. Shouted. God! Give me Ireland or I die. And he stood there one week Two weeks, three weeks, people began to watch what kind of a madman is this that is standing in the eyes and shouting. They didn't know they were coming close to Jesus, the Savior of the world. And that was the revival that broke through in Irish and went through England and throughout the world. Someone in this house, someone in this city, 
someone in this particular time will rise up in the spirit and say, I will pray for Alhaba. I will pray for California. I will rise for the sake of the gospel. I will not sit back and watch the enemy terrorize the community. I will not sit back and watch the enemy take our young boys and our young girls. I will not sit back. I will arise like a lion and I will go after the enemy and I will take back the mountains. Caleb took back the mountains. Give me the mountain. If I only came for one man, that would be enough. You can arise. You can arise. Enough with pity parties. Enough with small services, and after that, people are taking coffee. can take back our nation. Do you know how the homosexuals are so aggressive? They are not even ashamed of their, of their gospel because it's another gospel. They walk bold while the, the believers are chickening out, hiding with their Jesus. They have, they have made so, Jesus so small that Jesus is only fitting in a very small place. Yet the, the, the sinners are expounding, enlarging, celebrating their sin publicly. It is high time mountains be taken back until the kingdoms of the earth becomes the kingdom of our Lord Jesus. We will not sit back. We will not sit back. We will not, we will not surrender. We will not retreat. Give us the mountain. Give us the mountain. Please let's stand up on our feet. Give us the mountain. I'll take the second part. Why Caleb? And we're going to see two traits that was found in Caleb. And I dare you believe the Lord that on this Sunday there will be a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit and passionate urge for more, more of God. Please, Pastor, can you play keyboard? Let I want to give you time and just worship the Lord. Just begin to pray. We will not take long. I want you, where you are, if you can kneel down, kneel down and tell God, God, here I am. Here I am, Jesus. If you can come to the altar, just come to the altar. There is no problem about that. You can, you are, here I am, Lord. Here I am. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how young you are. It doesn't matter how insignificant you are. It doesn't matter whether you know how to speak or you don't know how to speak. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the, 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 the level of your education. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what people think about you or what you think about yourself. You can just say, Lord, here I am. Here I am. And you can kneel down where, wherever you are and just tell God, here I am. Here I am at the place of work. Here I am in the street. Lord, you have raised me up such a time as this. Steer up your spirit in me. Steer up the waters in my life. Steer it up, oh Lord Jesus. Oh yes, Lord. Begin to open your mouth and begin to declare the word of the Lord over you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, the spirit that was upon Caleb. 
the spirit that was upon Caleb land land on us revive us revive your people 